Oh man, Charles, he's holding super big. Mm-hmm. Are we watching that? I mean, is that what we're doing? We might as well, because oh, then it no. gets that shit done. No, so. Char- <laughs> Charles, that's what I came to JJ's to do is watch this on his giant ass TV. Are you kidding me right now? Charles, you mother effer. Welcome to the What's Our Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in, listening, watching, whatever it is you're doing. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe button, the bell notification button, tell a friend about us, all that fun stuff. Yeah, do it. Do it now. Where to review Bullet Train today? A movie in theaters. Yeah, it was, it's been a minute, guys. Like, it's. What is the last thing we did review in theaters? I'm trying to think. What, Thor? Yeah, it was Thor. So. It's been a while. And ironically enough, it came out very far apart. Anyway, this movie was released August 5th, 2022. It was written by Zach Okowich and directed by David Leitch. It stars Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji, Hiroyuki Sonata, Michael Shannon, Sandra Bullock, Bad Bunny, and Zazie Beetz. Quite the cast, not going to lie. It was awesome cast. Who were the two actors that played Lemon and Tangerine? The, the, their names. That was Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry. Okay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson looked great. He yeah. was awesome. Yeah, with his, with his porn stash and his long hair and his suit. Yeah. They're my favorite. I love Brian Tyree Henry. Like, I was wildly impressed with... Look, I enjoyed him in... I didn't... I haven't seen him in anything other than... He was in the Eternals, and I loved him as as mm-hmm. Fastos in the Eternals. But I really enjoyed him in this in so many different ways. IKEA Fall Collection. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the whole <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, the whole fucking movie was just great. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's going to be some self help book about like there's going to be some Thomas the Train like how to how to read people, or how to identify people in your life. I was like, I was told me I was like. I'm getting behind this. Like I can simplify life in this way, trains and how we act. Yeah. What was the the one he kept trying to diesel? Oh yeah, you're a diesel. Oh. Matson, you're a diesel. <laughs> for our uh, this is for you. For our listeners, Alec is currently holding up uh what's the diesel train's name? Diesel. Diesel. Oh, yeah. just, oh, that's unoriginal, but that's so funny. I mean, I've barely seen Thomas the Train. I'm talking like I've probably seen like five episodes. Yeah. You're missing out, Masson. Great people and life lessons can I be. I mean, learned. I'm not going back to watch it now. I'm Thomas the Tank freaking almost 31, but maybe yeah. when I have kids. When I was a kid, it was all the rage. So Yeah, when did it actually come out? It was like an, an 80s. I don't I think it was later than that. I think it was a I think right around late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I'm typing it in too. When did Totten uh 1984? Yeah. Well, 1984 add that to the list of shiz that came Dude. out in a in a <laughs> 84 man apparently it was based on a book written in the 40s oh i had no the little idea. engine that could no it was well, it was called thomas the tank engine for for those that want to watch you can watch it on amazon prime the whole Dude, series let's review thomas the tank engine no let's not <laughs> 
<laughs> Alec, you can, uh, for uh, us starting a new listening audience of like four to seven year olds, you can analyze each episode and be like, that, Dude, that brain really that pissed me off. off. That, that would be so fucking funny. I'm not allowed to be on that particular <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, JJ's out here doing a podcast that's got TVMA for like <laughs> five year olds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, that I, was such a reoccurring great joke. Yeah, it just never ended. The entire entire movie. Yeah, was just Thomas the Tank Engine. I will say that I I went into this movie excited because I I enjoy Brad Pitt, especially the older he gets, the more he seems to be quite enjoyable to me. Like I I like Brad Pitt forever, but I like what he's been doing as he's gotten older. But this one I was excited, but it was even it blew my expectations out of the water. Like. Was laughing my ass off the entire movie in that cast credit list i think there was a name in there that was missed being uh mr channing tatum <laughs> dude this was just the same cast as the lost city i know it, it well, was it's not like, a train well it's because as they were filming sandra bullock called in a favor to get him into the lost city and then he called in a favor to get them into this one because he was he took a break to come film the lost city real quick as he was getting ready to film this movie. So it was like this back and forth because him and apparently Sandy Bullock are good friends, like real good friends. So, yeah, but Chan Tatum was so funny. Is this the sex part? Yeah. Is, is this where the sex stuff happens? <laughs> and what a great cameo, too, by Ryan Reynolds. Like, I laughed my ass off the whole Carver when he took He's his helmet Carver. off. Yeah. It was great. Oh, I forgot about that part too. I, w- I wanted them to give him like another 20 seconds because I just wanted to see him do something else that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's gloriously violent. It's irreverent. It's silly. And it's such a great twisty, great play on these whole, like all the inner looping lives type stories that was just silly and fun. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly. Yeah. Like it, it was a. I heard about this movie a little bit before going to theaters. One of my good buddies and boss, who his name is also Alec, had seen this. He's a huge movie buff. And he told me he generally liked it, but he was a, a little worried about the ending, which I'm curious to see what you guys thought as well as we got closer to the ending of this. But yeah, like, I mean, it's a classic case of don't have insane expectations, but is this movie something that is fun, has some good jokes, and then some pretty over-the-top violence to an extent, but characters that are intriguing, like, I think so. Like I can already say this is a movie I know I will be watching again for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was funny. I was playing video games the other night with buddy and I was like, it's like the greatest Quentin Tarantino movie ever made. Not by Quentin Tarantino. Like that's what it <laughs> felt like only with more raw comedy instead of like the dark stuff. But that's what it felt like the dialogue and the character interaction that was just intermingled with this random bits of violence and odd things happening because there was so many things where it was just like whoa what the fuck just happened you know what i mean (laughs) like where did that come from which i thought was just thoroughly enjoyable so i want to talk about brad pitt though his his character and just how nonchalant he's just talking on the phone to his handler and i mean it's just funny i was like no that's never going to happen in his line work but he just has such this like whimsical like laid back and yeah they like to alex point they leaned into this whole like being into mental health and like taking care of yourself 
I just thought that whole like witty dialogue and then that they ran it through this movie had just not a Brad Pitt, but Lemon and Tangerine and Thomas the Train, as we talked about, just a lot of good jokes that held weight through the whole movie. And that's hard to do, I think. Uh, but they weren't like too in your face about it. But I really love those kind of longstanding jokes. Yeah. JJ, you brought this point up a couple of weeks ago when we did Sleepers, mm-hmm. that Brad Pitt has facial expressions that only he can do. And there were so many of them, like up to the point, even where he's like dumping the sleeping powder in the water and he kind of does a sideways glance at lemon and then just dumps the whole thing in <laughs> and shakes it up. Yeah. <laughs> he could pull that off to that extent. Yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah. Speaking of, do we, do we uh, include the Fiji water as one of our cast members as well? Should have. <laughs> Should have. Yeah, that was really that was a very interesting. I mean, I've never seen a movie do something like that before. I was like, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah, I will say at first the the whole like frenetic bouncing between was very jarring to me. But then once I got used to it and realized that this movie was just off the rails, no pun intended, but it works from start to finish, like just different. I fell into sync with it. But I won't lie. The first like we're just bouncing around for a minute jarred me a little but then once i got used to it like i thoroughly yeah and even to the point where the water bottle cuts to this scene and you're going through with the life of the water bottle that day was fantastic i love the the uh, i was talking about the sleeping once that was put into the water though the sleeping powder i was just waiting for like when is lemon going down because you know he's going down to like the worst time and it took longer than i thought i think they were just milking it for what it was worth but cracked yeah. me up. Well, you almost kind of forget about it and that's why you kind of like, oh, wait, did he really die? Yeah. Spoiler alert. But you're kind of thinking, oh, shoot, maybe he actually did. And they hide that because you forget about the water because it takes forever. Well, I thought he died because I forgot about the vest. They were having that conversation and he's like, I'm not wearing yeah. the vest or whatever. So I was like, oh, damn, Lemon's dead. And then <laughs> and turns out what do you, <laughs> the whole come back to life moment and scare everybody in the room. <laughs> shit was great. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it was such a funny movie. I wondered the whole time as we were watching it going, where's this going, you know? And so then when it finally got there, I was pleasantly surprised by some of the, the twists. I was going to say, did you predict the twist? I got the, the daughter thing. Like I got the fact that the prince was his daughter, but some of the other ones, like the connection of everybody and the fact that he was the one that put them all on the train, I didn't get that piece. I thought it was going to be the daughter that had manipulated them all onto the train. The but one that, that I didn't see coming was the the Hornet. And then that whole scene when she finally got stabbed with her own stuff and Brad Pitt's just coming up with stuff to try and comfort her. She's just crawling to, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm mansplaining. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm mansplaining again. You want me to blanket? You want me to hold your hand? You didn't water. bring us an antidote? <laughs> I did love it where he's just like so sharp. You don't have a backup? <laughs> like, like what an amateur. <laughs> The part that took me away, though, is with the Hornet and the Wolf, though, the whole being at the cartel party and, like, celebrating the wedding. And then all of a sudden, they cut to everyone's just profusely vomiting. And then his, the Wolf's bride is just like, you know, we've said they, they show that scene, like, twice. It's just projectile vomit. Like, I was just not ready for that. I was like, whoa. Like, that was more gruesome to me than any of the, like, death or blood I saw. I was like, oh, man. Like, whoa. Yeah. There were some brutal scenes. That one was probably the worst. I agree. But the dude getting like hacked in half and then bouncing down the top of the train. 
like there at the end. Like that shit was great. And his buddy's like watching half his body go thump, 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 no bullet train. This is silly. But yeah. yeah. I think one of my favorite just pure violence pieces that really got me into this movie. I think the moment when I went early on in this movie I went, okay. We've got something here. Was the cut scene with Lemon and Tangerine like counting the bodies? They <laughs> 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 narrated that. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing like the fourth wall breaks, looking at the screen. One. <laughs> like all the way to where they forgot the dude that got blown up. <laughs> He's like, that one doesn't count though, JJ. Yeah. That wasn't them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that part. Uh, yeah, I think that was when I was completely bought into the movie was oh they're just sitting here recounting for no reason whatsoever that they had killed 18 people to get to the kid that's funny like i don't have a lot of things to this movie was just low-hanging fruit i don't think there's necessarily a ton of i mean it's hard a ton of depth to this but then we were talking about thomas the train like what a way to read people well it's hilarious first of all wildly inconvenient you would not believe what i had to go through to find these stickers matson <laughs> They don't sell them anywhere in the stores. I had to go online and search through Amazon. It was a nightmare to find those things. I'm really glad we pushed back the recording for this because uh, otherwise it would not have happened. I just love that you went to the effort of finding them. Like, that's <laughs> fantastic to me. But I, uh, I do love, like, when you talk about the reading people, the fact that here we have Lemon that's just the only one that, gets it before anybody else and it's only because of his thomas the tank engine and then this random moment where he goes up to stop the train and it's all in japanese and it's not that he's like i don't read japanese it was that everything he learned came from thomas the tank engine because it's like they didn't have it in japanese <laughs> like it was like so that's how you learned to speak and to read like what <laughs> what the hell I, yeah that moment caught me but there were so many little moments in this movie that just tickled me. Did you guys like the, the prince's daughter, the diesel? Like, I mean, I don't remember her actual name, but Taylor was really annoyed by her. Like, she's like, I hate her. I was like, well, I think we're kind of supposed to, she's a little manipulative brat, but I really liked her kind of self inner confidence and just how she was so lucky. And uh, Brad Pitt's character was so unlucky, but then he found out about the, why well, should stop there before I talk about something different? Did you guys like the girl? She drove me bonkers, <laughs> but it was like, like needed to happen. Like you have to have that one asshole character. She did a great job at it. Mm -hmm. But I was sitting there going, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> why, why, why? Stop giving her uh, everything she wants. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she drove me nuts and she was annoying, but I thought it fit really, really well. So it was hard to be mad at her for that. I loved how Joey Prince played the character. Like this snotty little brat that you can tell has been privileged at the same time. She's hardened and a little weird, but I thought she was the perfect foil. That's one of the things I like too. That was a little deeper. If you look at it is the fact that Brad Pitt's character, his whole thing is he's super unlucky, right? Like he just took all this time off or whatever. Cause he's like, everybody dies around him, whether they're trying to or not, which was also a great sequence watching all the weird bad luck shit, the dude falling into his <laughs> car and whatnot. But then she's the opposite. And that's how I figured out that she was going to be a part of the big bad and why I thought that she was the one that brought everybody because her outlook is the exact opposite of, mm -hmm. of, of Ladybugs because she 
feels like everything that happens to her is good luck and he's bad luck. So it's those that yin and yang type thing where he's the technical good guy. He's the protagonist versus she's the antagonist. So I thought that was clever that that was a little subtle hint that the very first thing she talks about is her luck. Then I thought it was ironic that the Hornet was played by Zazie Beetz, who also played Domino in Deadpool 2, which her superpowers luck, which I thought was fun. So, hmm. Well, David Leitch is the one who connected all of them, right? Like mm-hmm. he's the one who worked, he's pretty much worked with everybody in the business. Yeah. He's like a former stuntman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, he, so he has all the connections and he called them all in for this one. Yeah. Like this guy's done everything. And he started doing all this directing stuff. Like he directed Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. He directed Hobbs and Shaw, no matter how ridiculous that was. And then he's produced the John Wick films. But yeah, like he's big stuntman, pulled in, called in all the favors. And then you add Brad Pitt to the mix, who starts calling in favors. And you have this just ridiculous cast. Dynamite cast, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Like there was no way it wasn't going to be entertaining. Do you even notice the little train attendant when Tangerine and Brad Pitt's character were fighting in the, the food section? And it's the chick from The Boys. Yeah, Karen Fukuhara. Yeah, and I was, I was like, oh, I guess maybe this is her first venturing into movies where she didn't really say much or do much. But I was like, all right, respect. Yeah. The greatest part of that was, I don't have my wallet. Can you get this? Yeah. He pays for his drink. Well, then he's bitching about it going, that's a 10-quid bottle of water, bro. Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming they're not supposed to be in there, though. Well, yeah, that was the other part that was really funny was that she's, like, filling up her cart while they're standing there. Like, it's okay that they're both bleeding in his food car. It's supposed to be for only train attendants. And she's just like, whatever. <laughs> Well, it also goes like what what happened on this train when multiple emergency doors were ejected <laughs> and part of the train is like totally messed up. Like, are these attendants just oblivious and this train doesn't have any safety features to just stop? That's the only thing where I was like, I guess they're just suspending that disbelief of reality because I would assume the train's going to stop. You would think so, but I kind of liked it because if you, I started to notice the longer it went on, so they would get in these fights and they were, there's dead people sitting in cars with water bottles propped up on them and all sorts of weird shit. And we find out later that the white death has like bought up all yeah. the tickets in between, but you start seeing the train get emptier and emptier. Mm. So in my head, I'm like, people are noticing weird shits happening at this train. So they're just kind of getting off and not staying on or not. And people aren't getting back on cause he bought all the tickets. But yeah, I mean, there's certainly things that you're like, um, that probably doesn't work out very well. <laughs> But you also have I mean, a dude chase down a bullet train and like hang on to the back of it while he punches through the, the glass. So, yeah, that I was like, yeah, I don't, man, just don't. I think that's going to be like ballistic proof or something proof glass that's probably not going to work, but it looked cool. Yeah. So these bullet trains, they go so fast. So it showed a couple of times where this bullet train's turning pretty sharply and they run really fast so you Mm -hmm. you would actually need i think it's something like they need like 2500 kilometers to make this turn so these big huge wide ass turns so i mean it's almost takes almost a mile for these things to turn because they're Mm -hmm. going so fast they're going 200 to 275 miles an hour yeah so to turn like that on a dime just isn't gonna happen so what you're saying is when they 
did split through another train and went off the rails and exploded through the wall into this like old school Japanese town that they're all dead. Oh, for sure. Well, not to mention, I mean, the one thing they did do, at least yeah, on that. Brad Pitt flying through all the, come on, like, he's yeah. so dead. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that stalks him is like the little cartoon stuff. I mean, it was clever what stopped him, but he's still going right through that thing. Oh, for sure. Well, so I guess what they were, so the one thing they did do is that they showed that the speedometer was down to like 50 miles an hour before they flew through the wall and off the rails. So, I mean, they did show that. So he wasn't going 200 miles an hour when they flew off. But for everybody to just survive, yeah, that, <laughs> that's not how that shit worked. So at the same time, the White Death had a katana halfway through his torso, too. <laughs> so, and he's hey, still walking around. He has an exceptional will that let him go to the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... I don't know if I really appreciated the CGI there though. When it finally, the, yeah. the gun backfired on like it looked bad. And I don't know if you can make that look good with our technology yet. Yeah. Like I appreciate it. And I was like, yeah, like, it didn't really work. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to, we've talked about this a few times and you have to do the full body. Cause it looked pretty bad with Brad Pitt flying through the hallway too. But anytime you have to do a full body human face thing like that, like it just doesn't work very well. So I was kind of, mm -hmm. I was like, uh, and I'm surprised with Michael Shannon's head exploding there at the end. I was surprised they didn't go at least partially practical, but I'm sure it was a timing and money thing. But I think what bothered me though, the most was I liked the end, but they drug it out quite a bit. Like I, would, I had moments at the end where I'm like, oh God, again, oh, we're still going. Don't get me wrong, I love the part where print, the prince pops up and she gets run over by the tangerine truck that we find out later in the credits that was driven by lemon. By lemon. But like, <laughs> so, I mean, the irony and the, the beauty of that moment was great. But I love that it was post-credit. When she popped back up again, I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, we're still going. So it was just like, yeah, because I thought the white death was dead because, you know, he almost got cut in half. And then he comes back and then we he dies again. Though I realized he also needed the moment where it was his daughter's gun plan that still actually killed him. Yeah, you knew that was coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, I get the, the full circle of it all, but it did feel like by the end that it had drug on a little bit. And I think part of that was because of the way that they did the interjecting scenes of this, that, and the other constantly, that it felt forced and by the end i'm like okay we've done it maybe one too many times but i feel like they had I a good concept it. with all these pieces coming together but they didn't quite know how to end it per yeah. se and so that i don't know that's what it felt like to me they wrote it really well for like two-thirds in the movie and they're like oh crap we have so many things we need to tie together we have this bad guy that doesn't really like is the part we care least about to, to at least in my opinion and how we're going to tie it all together because Michael Shannon's character, like, he's fine, but I didn't really care about the White Death. It's just kind of like, meh, meh. But the other people all in the train, like, I mean, give me more of that. I'll take, take all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I feel like that was the one thing, because the White Death is needed to tie everybody together, right, and why they're all there. But at the same time, I feel like they could have maybe, the one difference is, instead of it being this is the daughter trying to drag him in. And I think it might've been even funny if he just fucking never showed up. Like, you know what I mean? She said all this shit in motion and she's the one that got everybody on the train to get revenge for her mother's death or whatever. And to prove to her father. And then the fucker's like, yeah, I'm still not leaving my compound. Like that would have been 
even funnier. Like if you just had this moment where the white death, Michael Shannon sitting in his compound and he's like, everybody's dead. And he's like, Oh, okay, whatever. And then just hangs up and walks it. Like that could have been funny, but so I get why they did it. But yeah, I, I just feel like there was some moments where by the end I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. Though there's nothing quite like Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock bantering back and forth as they walk down the street and the fucking telephone pole on the car. <laughs> Shit was great. It was bad luck. Yo, maybe my, guy, my luck's turning. <laughs> it was great. We didn't talk about, I think one of my favorite scenes though was Brad Pitt's character in um, the previous gang leader, like the elder. Oh, Hiroyuki Sanada. And when my they were man. talking on the train, sitting across from each other, he's like, let me tell you a story. And he's like, Brad Pitt's just no. like, no, nah, like, nah, I'm good. Like, nah, like, I'm really like, and then he's like, it's short. Like, it's you really gonna want to hear. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's very small. But and then he tells the story, and then it ends. And he's like, man, I don't want to be like a carryover's luck around. I want to be a ladybug. And and then, but later at the end, then then you he finally clicks. He's like, wait, I'm starting to see things different. Like, this is a good. Like, I, I just love that. And I wanted to know, like. Is that a real thing about the ladybugs or are they or are they just straight up make that up? I think that's real. Yeah, I mean, I always knew the, like if a ladybug lands on you, like make a wish or whatever. So interestingly enough, the part that the, the elder was talking about being the seven sorrows is a connection to actually Catholicism. Hmm. So they're supposed to be connected to the Virgin Mary, who's sometimes called Our Lady. It's believed this is how ladybugs came to have their name. As legend has it, Virgin Mary sent ladybugs to protect crops, which they're very good at, by the way, um, mm. for aphids. They'll, they'll eat aphids so that people would have ample food. In the Middle Ages, people also believed that spots on ladybugs represented the seven sorrows of Mary. Interesting. Well, maybe it makes sense because Brad Pitt's character didn't really look like a killer, but he ended up killing people because ladybugs look very friendly. Yeah. Well, and I love his, bull, his bucket hats. Even going back before... Like when he's in the car with the dude that falls on it, he's still got a bucket hat on. Like, it's such a stupid look. I love bucket hats. I wear them fishing all the time. But it just was like, yeah, it was, I loved it. Like all these weird things that just made this movie wildly entertaining. So the best thing for me, though, was Lemon and Tangerine. Oh, for and sure. And then it was like, like the fruit? But like, they, they, for me, I liked them even more than I me. Mean, Brad Pitt was phenomenal. No, nothing yeah. against it, but I, I liked Lemon and Tangerine more. Like they, anytime they were on screen, they were doing their thing. Like I just loved them together. And I, I you mean, it had a heartwarming moment though, towards the end when they did the flashback of Lemon and Tangerine as kids and they were watching some soccer game, that little scene. I mean, I got to admit, I was like, I was touched. I was like, oh man, like, okay. Like that's a long time to be friends. Yeah. I'm still not convinced they're actually twins. <laughs> I loved at the end too where he's like I got myself another brother and he's like oh really no and he fucking <laughs> runs off the train shit was great I don't think I'd want Brad Pitt's character in my life like you go back yeah. to the scene where they had the they were trying to confirm they had the briefcase and everything was going right until he like flipped the combination and all this the close it's like why did you do that shit was great which is even more ironic when you think about the fact that it didn't matter because he wanted him. It was like he was fucking with them the whole way, right? Like, because he's like, come out and show me this and bring whatever. But he knew the whole time because he was the reason that they were on the train. So it was just, yeah, 
this. I didn't silliness. think about that till right now because what was he trying to do at that point? Because he re- didn't care. I really think he was just fucking with them. Yeah. Was he trying to get them all to kill each other? And so he's putting them in these situations oh, to okay, yeah, help yeah. meet them up because they all had a past. And he kind of spun this web that his hope was that they would all kill each other on the train. I mean, I'm assuming because it obviously was that he, the plan was for them to be dead. He was getting his revenge for the wife thing. And I love that the whole, I mean, that twist I didn't see coming either until we started getting in. He's explaining it. And I'm like, but what? Oh, shit, Carver. <laughs> and then it was like, because that's the very first thing you hear is, Oh, you're filling in. That's why it's an easy. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Carver's a dick. (laughs) But I'm not Carver. I'm not Carver. (laughs) Shit was great. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And I'm with you, Mattson. Lemon and Tangerine were the best part. Like those two and their banter with everyone. Because they could be in a scene with anyone, even together or apart. And the two of them were. Oh, they were great. Yeah, they stole every scene they were in that they should see that they have lightning in a bottle and do some sort of shooter comedy or whatever they want to do with them. Like it made me think of uh, what's the one with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah. The other Step guys. Brothers. Uh, no, that's, that's John C. Riley. Oh, that's yeah, right. Uh, is it good cops? Or, I can't remember what it's, it's the called. other guys, the other guys, like yeah. the other guys is funny. Like sometimes Will Ferrell wears in me a little bit and Mark Wahlberg yeah. to an extent, but Lemon and Tangerine, like if they made a movie similar to that and just did it with them, like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching that for sure. I think they just need to make a movie called Lemon and Tangerine. Yeah. And, like, they just, like, it's like, <laughs> well, shoot, their they life story. They could do one before the train and all and yeah. just tell us one of their as I want. It'd be awesome. Yeah. And then you could in Bolivia. Just, just yeah. throw like five cameos of Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum, three other people that we'd love to see. Like, yeah, a great movie. You could probably write it right now. Oh, for sure. Oh, I would love to see Bolivia. Like they kept cutting to the one scene where they're just stuffing people in drums, but I'm just like, <laughs> how did we get here? Like <laughs> they're pulling off their bloody masks. I'm like, was there even a reason to have the mask on? It's like he wiped out my entire crew. Oh yeah. Great movie. Great movie. All right. Should we rate this thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's what is it, shallow, the right word. There's not like a lot of depth to this movie. That's not a knock on the movie. It's just, not what that type of movie. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's hidden depth, but it's not like a lot, like there's just moments, right? Like, mm-hmm. and we've talked about, so like the whole Thomas, the tank engine thing, there's like the trauma of being this dude's daughter. And then, yeah, you know, and then like his bad luck and his philosophy on life and trying to turn it around. So, I mean, there's some things, but they're more played for comedy and just silliness than anything else. But yeah, it's just an interesting, interesting movie. All right. I'll go first. I was thoroughly pleased with this movie. Like I went in, like I said, with low expectations, but expecting to at least enjoy it. Thought it would be maybe a little better than average movie, but I was giggling and laughing out loud the entire movie. It was intricate. The story was fun. The ties together and how everybody was there was great time. It was very clever. A lot of fun. The acting was great. Like you said, Lemon and Tangerine stole it. And you know that these people were pulled together from movies where, because Zazie Beetz, the the director was a stuntman. He was in, he was a character in Deadpool 2. So, you know, they made friends and he's like, hey, come be in my movie for 10 minutes. Because it's not like she was in it for long, but Zazie Beetz is an up and is a pretty big name at this point. So, like, it was just fun to watch all these characters come together. I really enjoy it when someone who has ties can pull people in. 
because you can tell that they just had a good time filming this movie. Like there's some interviews where they're talking to Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson. And they were asking who the, in the cast would be the best assassin and no hesitation quick as could be. They're all like Joey King, the, the girl that plays the Prince. They're like, yeah, nobody has it. It was Joey. She could definitely be the one that would just wreck everybody. So you can tell they had a lot of fun. I love this movie. I'm giving it a four and a half. The only reason I'm not giving it a five is because it did feel like it drug on in a couple of places where they kind of overdid some of the jokes and things like that. But that's it. And that's so nitpicky. It's ridiculous. I just had a thoroughly great time with this movie and I'm amazed it's not getting rated higher than it is in a lot of circles, but it was a lot of fun. Reminded me a lot of that one with the, in the sheriff's office. I don't remember the name of it, but like with the, where they capture the one guy and everybody was trying to kill him. All the assassins come to kill that one guy in the sheriff's department. So a long time ago. Cop out? Cop out, yeah. Funny uh, movie. Funny movie. Anyway, thoroughly enjoyed it. Alec, what about you, buddy? Oh, boy. Yeah, I had so much fun watching this. Kind of echo what JJ and Max had been saying. Lemon and Tangerine were just a perfect combination down to just the offhanded banter that passed back and forth. Where's the case? Oh, I stashed it. <laughs> right. And then it's just gone. <laughs> and that kind of whole just dynamic between the two of them was great. I love seeing one of my favorite actors, Hiroyuki Sonata, swing a katana around. That's always fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it was just funny. It was enjoyable. I think it's really what movies should be is just entertaining. And it did have kind of those deeper meanings. But like you said, JJ, they didn't really overshadow anything so you can still go and enjoy this kind of on a surface level which was very nice so i'm gonna go four and a half as well i will definitely be watching this again mm-hmm. um and it's just a good watch yeah a lot wow. of fun. all right Matson, finish it off buddy i mean it's a yeah i'm surprised i'm gonna say it too but i'm gonna i'm a four and a half as well the only reason it's not a five is the ending it's jay's already said it the ending's just I don't think they knew exactly how to end this movie and it showed a little bit, but the journey to get to that point, I mean, I can already, I'm playing it back in my head and I was like, man, if this movie wasn't in theaters right now, I'd probably, I'm at JJ's right now. I'm traveling down to see some of my brothers. I probably just turn it on with JJ right now. I'm like, dude, we should watch this movie again. And I just saw it like two days ago. Cause it's that funny. Like I know there's already so many one liners that I wish I could fully remember again and just be a part of it. I know my first experience on a bullet train, whenever that may be, will not be that cool. But it's just an entertaining movie, unique in the way that they kind of introduced some of these characters, as JJ talked about, a little Helter Skelter. But I liked it. I liked just some of these long-running jokes that I think is harder to do. You see in a lot of comedy movies where they do this slapstick stuff, and then they try and they repeat jokes two or three times that just don't really, it gets exhausting for me and, and it, it wears on you. It was funny the first time, kind of funny the second, and then it's just, nobody cared about it. Thomas the Train's funny every time. Like, we, we, we can bring that back again. <laughs> so I think they, they did a really good job. The writers are to be commended. Just a silly, over-the-top movie, and it was a breath of fresh air, and it looked really good in theaters. Like, it was visually appealing. The colors were bright. I think people should go see it. Definitely. We didn't even talk about the fucking snake rolling around this train the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> the boom slang. Uh, well, I love that's how the movie started too, right? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, true. The news report. Yeah, the weird little dude. Oh, man, that's funny. Anyway, 
Great movie. Go check it out. It was fun. Matson, tell everybody where they can find us. Look, if you want to keep listening to us, check us out on Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Search What's Our Verdict. Uh, you'll find us there. TikTok is where it's happening on social media these days. Alex is doing things. Uh, usually he's just making fun of us, talking to a tiger. He hasn't combed his hair in a while. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Not sure. And then just YouTube as well. A lot of our live shows, I mean, we're going to, I'm trying to figure out what it is our... I don't know if we're going to do She-Hulk live. We're about to record that here. We've got the Rings of Power coming up, House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, and I'm already forgetting Andor. Andor. Yeah. Oh, my. That's four TV shows that are, like, major. We're talking Star Wars. We're talking Game of Thrones. I mean, you're talking Marvel Universe. And, I mean, you're bringing back an OG and Lord of the Rings. Like, those are massive fan bases. So we're excited to, to get up to the mess. A lot of those will probably do some of those on YouTube amongst our podcasts as well. And still doing, we just released Matson's Cool Shit yesterday, today being Saturday. And then JJ's got his uh, JJ's Dumb Shit coming up. And I don't know what he's going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Find us all those different places, whatstarverdict.com as well. We'd love to hear from you. Give us some things to watch as well. Come chime in. And we love hearing you, especially those that comment on our YouTube videos. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And uh, Charles. Oh, man. Charles, he's holding super big. Mm-hmm. Are we watching that? To, I mean, is that what we're doing? We might as well because oh, then it no. gets that shit done. No, so. Char- <laughs> Charles, that's what I came to JJ's to do is watch this on his giant ass TV. Are you kidding me right now? Charles, you mother effer. I haven't seen JJ in like in person in, I don't know, almost a, a year and a half, two years. It's been a hot minute. And I'm about to watch <laughs> Baby Geniuses 2. <laughs> JJ, you didn't tell. I would. I probably would have said, JJ, I'm not coming. I, <laughs> I just got it in the mail yesterday from Alex, Alex so a couple you days ago. Son of so a bitch. I figured we'd give Charles a little laugh oh. and just slide this baby up here on the screen and go, look at this oh, man. flaming hot Cheeto of a turd that we will not be using chopsticks. Charles, to we eat. might not get any listens on this. In fact, we'll probably get so many because it's going to be a I dumpster saying, fire. Yeah, people are going to be like, I hope no, it blows you know. up. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Charles! Hey, uh, dude, he also sent like a whole nother list that we got to look at. So, uh, who knows Charles? Is Charles a friend? No, of yeah, or is he Charles just, just a great dude out he there. Just, he just found us. He just bought some merch. Go buy merch, guys! It's on our website. What's a verdict? Charles, I need to see a picture of you because I need to put it on my dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's been a regular emailer. He and I have had a couple of good conversations. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, he sent me quite a list. JJ, you bastard. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't. It's not JJ's fault. It's Alex's fault. It was a challenge to find. I love a good challenge. Yeah, Alex, did you know too? that I was going to... found Thomas the Tank Engine stickers. Oh, my gosh. Alex, did you know that I was... I was did you plan on, on this? Was this your idea? The thought may have crossed my mind, but Mother I effort. Confirm nor deny that that was a uh, driving force in my decision to send it when I did. Charles, again, the fact that no streaming platform, no reputable streaming platform, or even the dark web. <laughs> None. <laughs> it's not available to stream. Period. That tells, you, that tells you all you need to know. So our listening audience, when this movie does drop, it won't be a review that this is a good movie. It's clear. This is not a good movie. I don't even know if it can called, be called a movie, but I'm about to watch it. So tune in. Thank yeah. you all for listening. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It was great. That was fun. 
as oh always, gosh. we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. F you, Charles. Fight <laughs> in the magic out. <laughs>